What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Film Survivor Podcast. I've never really left. I was here all along in the corner of your heart. You know that I was. Uh, but yeah, the season of Survivor, we are back. It is season 37. I keep saying it. It's hard to believe that I'm that old. But yes, uh, <laughs> I've been around now since the year 2000. And we are now into season 37, Survivor David versus Goliath. I am your host, Tom Santilli. Again, thank you for joining the Film Survivor Podcast. This is a podcast that is all about movies and Survivor. And during the Survivor season, we ramp up our Survivor coverage. And uh, that's what we plan on doing today. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm interested in finding out what uh, everybody's reaction was to this first premiere episode of the new season. I was a little timid at first, I have to admit, uh, but I'll get into that in a little bit, you know, some of my reaction uh, to the, the theme of the show, how it played out, and then that shocking, uh, jolting end, uh, holy moly. This is your last warning, though, right now, uh, before we dive into the show, before we dive into the upcoming exit interview, we're going to uh, be spoiling a lot of stuff, so this is uh, intended for you to have already seen the episode so please do, go check it out, come back here, pause this if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, or come back later. And with that being said, you are now entering into the spoiler zone. So again, yeah, I am Tom Santilli. We are going to be talking today to the first person, I usually say voted out of Survivor, but this man, Pat Cusack, was not voted out. Uh, we did not get a tribal council. And in fact, this uh, this man's survivor dream uh, ended in a nightmare. It was a nightmare for everyone, really, watching the show, the, the people that were on the island, his own tribe. Uh, just an absolute crazy occurrence. Of course, if you saw the show, you know that uh, what I'm talking about is in reference to Pat Cusack was medically evacuated last night. It was due to the fact that he suffered a back injury and... Uh, while being transported away from the immunity challenge back to the main island where their camps are set up. A lot of casual fans of the show don't really realize that, you know, tribal council, the challenges are often in different parts of Fiji where they film the show. And therefore, there's a lot of travel involved. You know, there's travel by car and by, you know, off-road vehicles, by boat, by air sometimes. During these times, uh, the contestants are not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to communicate. It's meant to be kind of like a lockdown time for the contestants as they kind of go in between. Because of that, uh, it's not normally filmed. Uh, You're not going to get any drama when there's people in lockdown. So we've heard so much about the weather this season, uh, season 37, David versus Goliath. So much about the weather, the cyclones uh, season, you know, the wet weather. We were expecting a lot of of rain and, and storms, and we definitely not only saw that last night, you know, we had challenges with rain coming in sideways, we also saw the impact on the game itself. The storms caused such rough waters that the boat ride back from the immunity challenge took a hard hit. Pat apparently hurt his back severely. And then uh, us unsuspecting fans, we come out of a commercial break and uh, we see Pat getting, you know, carried by a gurney. Uh, surrounded by medical, you, you know, you see Dr. Joe on Survivor, a wonderful doctor, by the way. You see Dr. Joe on the show, it's never a good sign. It's even worse when Jeff Probst comes out to see Dr. Joe and they both are talking at camp. Never good. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was so shocked by what was going on that I, I had to actually, like, rewind my DVR. And I went back and was like, did I miss something? Did we actually did we skip ahead? Did my DVR not record this properly? Like, I, I just had no idea what was going on. And uh, come to find out, yeah, it was just a shocking, shocking end. So on the podcast today, uh, I had the, the honor of being able to speak with Pat Cusack, the first person to leave Survivor uh, against his will. He is now the 15th person ever to be medevaced, according to my stats. Please correct me out there. I'm sure somebody out there will call me out on that. So thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, 15th person. This was the soonest exit ever. Only Courtney Moon had uh, been been taken out of the game on day three. And uh, that was due to an ankle injury. This is the first time I can ever recall. I'm pretty sure that this is the first time ever that... I mean, I don't want to say production caused this. Obviously, it was an accident. It wasn't any kind of, you know, uh, malpractice or anything like that or, you know, people not doing their jobs or anything. It was just a freak accident. But never has anybody been uh, taken out of the game from something that hasn't been, you know, uh, I guess in their own will. Uh, you know, we've had people with appendicitis. You know, people have gotten ill. You know, so, yeah, I, I understand people say, well, you know, they don't, you know, that that wasn't something that they, you know, caused themselves it wasn't their choice that they made or whatever and I and I I get that but what I'm trying to say is that it you know even in those situations it's because they drank the water out there or they're it's just the conditions of the show you know or you know like Russell Swan had the dehydration and the severe heat uh Caleb Reynolds you know the same thing he pushed himself way too hard add all those into the just injuries people have suffered on the show and You've never come to a person like Pat Cusack, who really had nothing to do with the show, had nothing to do with the conditions, had nothing to do with the camp, uh, had nothing to do with how hard or how not hard he was pushing himself. All of these things, just terrible, terrible, terrible. I, I could, I just, it is a terrible way to go, and you saw the emotion on his face, he was in pain, it was really traumatic, but we're going to talk all about his experience, we're going to get the lowdown from his perspective coming up on the podcast in just a couple more minutes, so stick around for that, but I want to tell everybody too, you know, uh, in case, before I kind of briefly hit on the episode, I want to let people know a little bit about me, you know, if you're joining this for the first time or, you know, you're just checking this out, or if you're a long-time listener, which I, I have many of and I appreciate your patronage, but, uh, yeah, you know, again, my name is Tom Santilli, uh, I cover Survivor, I've been a huge fan since day one, uh, you know, season one, but I've been covering the show professionally since season 20, uh, which is now almost half of the Survivor run, I can't believe we're in 37, guys, just can't believe it. But yeah, since season 20, Heroes Villains, I've been covering the show uh, professionally. And like we will have on the podcast today, I'm going to have exit interviews all season long. I talk to each and every one of the cast members that are voted off the show or medically uh, evacuated from the show or even those that quit the show. So we'll be talking all all year long, all, all season long, and, uh, and therefore, uh, please keep listening. We also, though, I'm also a movie critic. I'm a, I'm actually on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. I'm the national film critic for Access.com, and uh, I'm a big movie guy too. So I'm in the broadcast film critics. I get a vote in the Critics Choice Awards, uh, which are January 13th this coming year. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of movie related stuff too that we'll hit on occasionally. But during the Survivor season, we usually keep it to Survivor, not to confuse or mislead anybody. So. 
Uh, but if you're interested in any of that stuff, you know, you can check me out. Uh, the best way I tell people is to follow me on Twitter. It's at Tom Santilli. That's the best way to get all of my coverage of movies and Survivor. I do write, though, that my written stuff for Survivor is on realitytea.com, which is how many of you are finding this podcast. Uh, but I have a written recap on there. We post the interview on there every Thursday. So please check out Reality Tea. And that's tea like drinking tea, so realitytea.com. And uh, again, on the movie front, uh, check out Rotten Tomatoes. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, there's actually a button you can click on critics. And then if you go to my name, which is categorized by the last name S for Tom Santilli, you can find me. And then on there, you'll be able to link to all of my reviews and kind of see what I what I think of uh, movies dating back. I've been a critic now for about 10 years, so dating all the way back. So check that out. I'm also on TV in the Detroit area, and it's online. I'm on two shows. One is a movie show on Fox 2 called Critically Speaking, and I'm a, I'm a guest on that show uh, quite often. And then I also produce another TV show. It's called Movie Show Plus. That's a show that's all about movies. I'm the executive producer. I'm a film critic on the show. We do celebrity interviews. Uh, we just interviewed Channing Tatum and a couple other uh, big-name celebrities on the show. So that airs in Detroit on TV20 on Sundays at 10.30. But even if you don't live in the Detroit area, you can still watch uh, full episodes of Movie Show Plus. Go to movieshowplus.com, and uh, you can find all my full episodes and all that kind of stuff. So shifting gears real quick, because I'm uh, going to be getting on the line here with Pat pretty pretty soon. Uh, you know... I had some hesitation again with, with this season. When I heard David versus Goliath, A, I didn't like the biblical reference. You know, I, I instantly thought to those seasons with, like, Coach and Brandon Hance where they were, like, praying all year long. Like, I don't really need that in my Survivor. Uh, nothing against it, but just not my cup of tea. So I didn't really like the, the biblical connotation of it. Uh, but then I also didn't really like the idea, I didn't think I would anyway, of the idea that they're instantly, they might as well call it, like, heroes, villains, because... Who in their right mind is going to side with the Goliath? You know, David versus Goliath. There's a clear, you know, person you're rooting for in that scenario, <laughs> and that's and that's David. I also kind of think it's somewhat silly to, you know, talk in those terms. You know, are you a David? You know, how much Goliath do you have in you? Uh, things like that are kind of annoying to me, but. It is what it is. But when the show started, I kind of liked it. You know, we're used to seeing the players take on the attributes of their season. You know, they don't know what the season theme is until they're out there. So when you're, like, placed on a brawn tribe or you're placed on a brains tribe or a hero's tribe or a villain's tribe or a David tribe or a Goliath tribe, you instantly, you know, we've watched the players just take that on, you know, take that personality. Yeah, you know, yeah, I am that. Or, you know, millennials versus Gen X, they start looking at, the generational differences between the other players where maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. It kind of sets them off on a on the right mindset. So I, I did I ended up liking this because yeah, it gave us someone instantly to root for, the Davids. And then on the Goliath front, I loved how Probst worded it. You know, these are not villains. That you know, these are not supposed to be villains. This is not about work ethic. These are not Goliaths, you know, that have, you know, are terrorizing anybody. This is about how you started your life, uh, how your life started off and kind of your view on life. A lot of these Goliaths are used to winning. They're used to it happening, not through handouts, but uh, through you know hard work themselves. But they might have started off at a different point in life than some of the Davids who have had fought through much more adversity. So I, I kind of liked the, the vibe once I heard Probst explain it on air. 
I also thought that this cast was pretty sweet. Uh, a lot of characters that I liked. We didn't get to see all of them. You know, I do like the 90-minute premiere. It gives us a little bit more time to use, you know, with the getting to know people. Read my review, you know, my not my review, but read my recap on Reality T for a little bit more in-depth than what I thought of the individual players and that sort of thing. I'm not going to go into all that right now. But other than to say that I, I like the cast, as I was watching it, I was getting texts and email messages from friends telling me how great the season seemed already. So I really feel like this uh, first episode really affected people in a good way. A lot of people seemed to like it. Uh, it was really... From a uh, show perspective, very, very disappointing and, you know, unfortunate, really, that it ended the way that it did with the injury and the evacuation because, uh, really, you know, it was, it just kind of took things away. I, it, it's hard, it was hard for me to put it into words after I saw it, but, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, when something serious happens and you kind of look back and you're like, oh man, the rest of that was really stupid. Why was I worried about a game, you know, when there's these life and death matters? So it's kind of like, you know, after being off of Survivor for, for several months, we finally dive back in. We're just getting our head wrapped around the new concept. We're trying to open ourselves up to connect with these new players, this new cast. And then all of a sudden, boom, jolt, we come out of a commercial break. We're in a real life situation. You know, I sat up on my couch. I was no longer being entertained, I was worried and tense and, you know, just, I, I left the episode thinking, you know, wow, the, the previous 85 minutes of the show really don't mean that much, you know, overall, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that was all kind of inconsequential. From a producer's point of view, I don't really think that's the feeling that you want someone to have when they walk away from watching your program, but that is kind of how it was. What I did like, though, not like isn't the right word, but what I do appreciate is that Probst is constantly telling us that this is real out there. You know, this is a real situation. Yes, it's a TV show, but there are always constant reminders that this is more than a TV show, that this is real life, and this is affecting real people. So we got that message sent home instantly. We saw the weather play a role instantly, and we had to say goodbye to a character that really seemed like one of the stronger characters maybe on the David Tribe. Yeah, he was rubbing people the wrong way uh, with his shelter building and, and being authoritative. Uh, it's hard to say where he would have went. You know, usually that type of player doesn't last very long anyways. But man, he deserved that opportunity to go out on his own terms instead of how it went down for him. So just a very, very tragic situation. The good news is, as we saw at the end of the show, we got a graphic on the screen that showed us uh, that he was okay. He made a full recovery. And again, we're going to talk to him uh, on the podcast here coming up. The one other thing I want to mention before we get into the interview, other than make sure you follow me on Twitter at, at Tom Santilli, is uh, this is the first season two, uh, the, the very first season that I'm going to be actually putting the show up on uh, Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a website that allows you to kind of donate and support uh, podcasts and any really any creative venture that you are into uh, that helps creators be creative. So uh, you know, while I'm a film critic and I cover the show and I have a video production business and I have a great life and a family and a two-year-old son Clayton, who's hopefully not listening to this, uh, 
basically, uh, I have all that those great things, but uh, you know, I still this podcast takes time and money to, for me to run, and I want to keep bringing it to you. And I want to be able to do fun things like giveaways and, and stuff like that. So I would really appreciate your patronage, your support. If you feel the need, you can donate as little as $1 a month uh, for your favorite podcasts, including the Film Survivor podcast or any other creative thing that's out there. You can find uh, a way, you can find it out in, by going to patreon.com forward slash film survivor. That's my page. I just started it like literally two days ago. So uh, I'm really hoping to get some support there. And again, you can donate at different levels, uh, as low as a dollar a month, and uh, you can get uh, some freebies. I'm going to be doing some raffles and some prize giveaways. And even for the higher levels, uh, I'll give you the chance to actually ask one of your own questions on this podcast via me. I'll ask it for you uh, for an exit interview with your uh, favorite survivor. So you can actually uh, get your questions answered by the survivors, and I will ask whatever it is. Uh, no holds barred. So, that being said, let's get into it. Let's hear from Pat and hear all about what the heck happened out there and how he's doing today. Here's my interview with Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, Tom. How are you, buddy? The question is, how are you, man? I'm doing. I, I'm doing great. But uh, wow. Just let's just start, man. Um. <laughs> What what was the injury? T- tell us what happened. Um. Well, uh, we took on a big wave uh, after we left uh, tribal or the immunity challenge, and uh, ended up with a back injury, and uh, ultimately had uh, had had to have me removed from the game. Yeah. W- was this a freak accident that just occurred to you? Like, were you on the boat in a, in a weird spot? Were you in a place you weren't supposed to be? Like, was there anything like that, or was this just an absolute freak accident? It, it was just an absolute freak accident. Um, like I said, we were in we, we, were, we were in the middle of cyclones, and uh, the seas were just rearing their ugly heads. We we're in fifteen to twenty foot waves, and uh, in a twenty foot boat, you know, with, <laughs> with thirteen people on it. Um, so, um, you know, they're, they're they're light boats, and we went airborne, and that's pretty much all I remember until I woke up on a helicopter. What was the uh, prognosis? Like, what was the diagnosis once, um, you know, once you were out of the game uh, and, and, you know, we saw at the end that graphic that said you made a full recovery, but what was, what was the actual injury? Um, I had a spinal compression with um, I, my, my spine compressed and uh, ruptured the bursa sac in between my second and third vertebrae. Mm. My goodness. So what was the recovery like? How long was it till you were back on your feet? Um, I, I, after I got out of the hospital, I was in the hospital for, I believe three days, um, after all the testing and everything, uh, you know, with their medical technology that they have over there, it's not quite as what it is here in the States. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they, they really couldn't go into depth as far as, you know, poking and prodding to find out exactly what happened. But, um, they released me and I went back to Ponderosa, um, and I just started my own physical therapy. You know, um, I've, I've, I've hurt my back, you know, being in construction, you know, I've sure. pulled my back or tweaked my back. So, um, I, I kind of knew how to, you know, stretch and some exercises to, uh, try to loosen it up and get it to, uh, to not be so bad. And then when I got back stateside after filming and everything, I went and seen my doctor and they referred me to a spine specialist. 
Um, is it is that a true statement at the end of the show though? That it, I mean, are you fully recovered to this day? Or are there any lingering effects of what happened? Um, yeah, I'm fully recovered. Um, like I said, um, there's no limitations on what I could do as far as the doctors are concerned. Um, it's not that I don't have any uh, pain. There is, you know, if I'm if I do lift something heavy or if I'm doing something strenuous, I do start to feel a little tightness in my lower back. But it's nothing that you know. Um, I'm back in the gym, you know, I'm, I'm running, I'm jogging. So I'm doing what I have to do to keep it, to keep it, uh, limber and keep it strong. You know, a lot of people too, don't really understand sometimes what people go through to just get onto the show. You know, there's a lot of logistical things you have to figure out with your family, with your work, you know, things like that. Were you able to contact yeah. your, your family? Um, you know, how soon afterward did they, were they aware that you had been injured? Um, Production notified my wife um, to let him know to let her know that you know I, I did sustain an injury. Um, it's nothing that you know it's not you know a life or death situation or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. if it was, I'm sure they would have they would have sent me home to the states to be seen by um, you know American medical. Sure. But um, they uh, they did get in contact with her and let her know that you know I did sustain an injury. They didn't give her you know the logistics of whether I was still in game or if I wasn't in game. Cool. You know, because you got to you got to keep the serenity of the game. You sure. Know? Sure. And I understand. You know. Um. So, but she was notified. Um. And then when I got back home, you know, obviously it was uh, a whirlwind of emotions for her to, you know, know that I was out there injured. And, you know, and, and then on top of it, she don't even know where I am, you mm-hmm. know, because, mm-hmm. you know, right up until I flew out to Los Angeles to fly out to uh, play the game, I didn't know where I was going. So there was no way of her knowing where I was. Where I was. Sure. So that's only part of it then. And so you said in, from your experience, it kind of was like a, almost a blackout situation. You didn't really – everything we saw on TV last night, you hadn't really re- remembered in your own recollection. What was it like watching it back on television? It, it was it was an emotional it was an emotional roller coaster and uh, you know to see myself in that position and not having any you know recollection of it um, it was just very emotional you know um, and for my wife and my kids you know to see their father in that position laying there you know drool coming out of my mouth my eyes rolling in the back of my head my body convulsing it, it was scary you know sure um, so you know. Um, but it clo- it, 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 it kind of gave me some closure because up until last night, I had no idea wh- how it looked, sure. you know? Sure. Um, and then, you know, to see, to see my tribe, my tribe mates, you know, the concern that they, they, that they expressed, um, kind of gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of closure to know that, you know, um, I, I, I made an, I made an impression on them to care as much as they did so early in the game. It was just devastating for everybody to watch. I mean, we only knew you from, you know, 90 minutes of television. And, <laughs> like, there were, you know, my, my wife was crying. And, you know, we were all emotional watching you uh, just go through what you had to go through. But, you know, never in the history of Survivor has, you know, there's been medical evacuations before. But never has something quite like what happened to you happened, you know, where it was off camera even, um, just completely freak accident. Uh you know, was there is there a lot of beating yourself up about the you know why me kind of a thing or you know why did this happen to me? Um, initially when um you know when I was you know first brought into the you know getting off the helicopter and being brought into the into the hospital and stuff, 
yeah, it was it was a pretty dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely in a dark place. Um, I wanted, uh, you know, I I didn't. It's not how I wanted it or how I perceived it was going to happen. Sure. You know, um, I, I would I would have been accepting if it was a vote out. You know, because right. then, you know, it, it was it was. But being out of the control of my hands and being a freak accident, um, there was a lot of questions. You know, why me? Um, if something like this was going to happen, how come it? How? Why did you know? Why did God even allow me to go and participate in this mm-hmm. if this was going to happen? You know. Right. But. Um, after, you know, getting, you know, on the second or third day in the hospital, Jeff, you know, called me in the hospital and conveyed to me, you know, that uh, he, he's truly sorry that it happened, you know, because at this time I still had no idea that the whole theme was based behind my story. Sure. And um, and, and I'm sure Jeff knew that, you know, so um, it was it was very, um, it, it, it answered a lot of questions for me to know that, um you know, I'm not just a person out there playing this game for, you know, for, um, what's the word I'm looking for, for, uh, for the show, you know, they truly do care. Yeah. They, they truly do care. It really is a big family and he was very concerned and it, it kind of, it kind of took me out of that dark place that I was at to know that, you know, they do care about me. I'm not just somebody sure. that got hurt. Okay. Throw him, throw him to the wayside. You know, and it, he's just another statistic. Sure. Um, cause for, for Jeff to take time out of his busy schedule to, to call me and personally speak to me on the phone, it meant a lot to me. Looking back on it all now, did, did they make the right decision in pulling you from the game? Um, I believe they did, you know, as much as, much as it hurts to say that. Okay. Um, but at that time, you know, my, my long-term health and well-being is more important than, than the game, you know? Sure. And, uh, and, and I'm grateful for the decision that they, I can't say I'm grateful for the decision they made, but if I was able to convey what I was feeling, then it probably would have been different, but, um, they have nothing but the highest, the highest of uh, medical professionals, um, there, um, they know what they're doing. They, you know, and, being that I couldn't, you know, express what I was feeling, they have they have to assume the worst, sure. you know. So um, I'm grateful that they took the, the the care and the time to assess the situation. And uh, um, yeah, I probably would have wanted it to have to, to to be a different outcome, but ultimately, my long term health and well being is is more important. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your time in the game now, too. So, you know, before all of that happened, we saw we saw a lot of you this episode, but, you know, we saw that you were kind of in, uh, really instrumental in pretty much building the awesome shelter that that tribe will have now for the remainder of, of their game. Uh, but it also showed, you know, that um, it looked like your kind of your style was kind of rubbing, you know, some people the wrong way. Were you were you aware of that uh, when you were out there or was that kind of new to you to watch on, on television as well? Uh, yeah, it was new to me when I when I seen those confessionals that people were talking last night, you know, Christian and stuff like that. Um, that was that's that was all new news to me. You know, um, I, I I thought I figured I thought that uh you know, I was doing, I was, I was doing what was best for the team, uh, as I from what I w- was from my perspective. Sure. Um, you know, um, I I personally didn't want to sleep on the ground. 
Um, and I was, you know, being, you know, with my construction background, I was trying to give, I was trying to give the tribe a sense of home, you know, comfort and hoping that that could, that would convey in trust and, 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 and respect from my other castmates. But it, 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 it turns out that, you know, me being a little bit of a direct, uh, of a directive, um, you know, directing people around and, you know, kind of pointing and saying, Hey, you do this, you do that. It rubbed people the wrong way. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, with that, I was hoping to, you know, build the trust and, you know, gain some relationships by, you know, saying, Hey, you know, let's keep this guy around because he's, he's, uh, He's, he's, a be- he's a beneficiary more than he is, you know, detrimental. So mm-hmm. um, if I could have, you know, gave him the comforts of home to, you know, you know, when you're going to bed, you don't want to sleep in dirt. You don't want to be having bugs and everything crawling all over you. Right. And that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to give him a little bit of a, of, uh, you know, creature comforts of home. What kind of player would you, would we have seen you be? Would you have been, you know, uh, a loyal player? Would you, were you looking forward to some of the backstabbing elements of Survivor? What kind of player would you have been had we seen you uh, in the game longer? Um, I, I, go, I went into the game knowing how I was going to play the game, and I wasn't going to play the game any way different than I live my normal life. You know, honest, trustworthy, but at the same time, I got to do what I got to do. It's a game for a million dollars. At some point, I needed to, you know, blindside somebody that was, you know, in my alliance, I, I for sure would have, you know, because ultimately, you know, um, I'm there for a million dollars. You know, I'm not there for somebody else to win a million dollars. Um, so um, if at some point in the game it got to the point where somebody in my close alliance was becoming a threat to keep me from winning that million dollars, I for sure would have I for sure would have dropped the guillotine. <laughs> no doubt about it. Will it be? Uh, will you be watching the rest of the season? Will it be hard for you to watch the rest of the season? I'm super excited for the rest of the season. You know, there's 19 other players out there that are just awesome people, and it's going to be very exciting to see how all well this plays out. Um, I I don't know who makes it to the end, um, so I, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting thing for me to see who who it is, and uh, hopefully, you know, the viewers and everybody get on board. And uh, this is another epic season of Survivor, just like the past 38, 36 <laughs> seasons have been. So we'll see how it all turns out. Amen, man. Um, well, hey, dude, yeah. I, it's really, really cool to talk to you. I, I was really happy to hear that you are, are okay um, and that you I, guys got through this. You know, And I, I definitely wish you and your family uh, the, the best moving forward. I appreciate all the, all, all the support, man. All right. You take care of yourself. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Whew, there you have it. Uh, my interview with Pat Cusack, just rough. I mean, so he didn't even know what was happening out there. I mean, that was all him watching himself in a gurney for the first time, really, even though he had already experienced it. That is, uh, that is a level of pain I don't know how many people could deal with. I mean, I, I asked him the question, you know, yeah, as you heard on there, you know, did they make the right call? I wanted to hear what he said, but I, I think watching it back, I, I feel like there's no question they made the right call. I mean, the amount of pain he was in, the fact that it was a back injury, you can't just put him back into the game. You know, how the episode would have went, who knows? Uh, Pat, you know, because of the way he rubbed people the wrong way, 
he could have been a target. He definitely put a target on himself in that aspect. But you also had Nick, you know, who has kind of been the conniver so far. The the one, uh, he reminds me of Bradley from last season a little bit where, you know, he just seems like he doesn't have that element of his personality to relate to people or like the, the personal, you know, the personal human kind of feelings. Although we did get to see Nick share, you know, his uh, devastating story about his mother. But, you know, Nick was a target. Pat was a target. Could have Pat gone first? Well, in no scenario should he have gone out the way that he did. But uh, there's my interview with him. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. So moving forward, uh, let's moving moving right on till next week. Uh, I want to let everybody know what to expect here. So, you know, again, uh, we're going to have a podcast every single Thursday. Uh, my, my interview time is around 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time. So usually the podcast will be posted uh, in the later later afternoon evening on Thursdays it'll post on realityt.com you can find it on podbean and it's also on iTunes uh the film survivor podcast is on iTunes so i definitely hope that you guys download subscribe uh and also again if you have it in your heart to uh to help out if you like this podcast if you like my writing if you like what you hear and and, and see from me on television and and whatnot else uh, please consider donating to patreon.com forward slash film survivor. Again, there's many different ways to help support, and it is all very, very much so appreciated. Next week, we will have episode two. Jeff Probst has already promised that we will see Tribal Council finally, and hopefully it's back to normal uh, when it gets to the game of Survivor. We have, you know, some seeds planted from this past week. You know, poor Natalie Cole you know, we saw her kind of not helping and kind of getting annoyed with the younger crowd. But what do they expect? You know, they put one 50-plus aged person in a tribe full of 20- and 30-year-olds, and you're, you're going to have that. Survivor has always cast old, older players, of course, and mixed it up. But, you know, it's the seasons lately have just trended younger and younger and younger. So while I like that they cast a player like Natalie Cole, it's unfortunate for her that they didn't cast others uh, in her age group so that she would have some kind of working you know, relationship with any of them. But it doesn't look like she's going to bode too well for too long. She doesn't look like she's going to be able to you know, blend in or not give her opinion. And it already looks like she's rubbing others the wrong way. Uh, but hopefully she's a good character and uh, lasts longer than I think she will. So that's coming up next week. And then Christian, man, I didn't talk about Christian yet on the podcast, but uh, this guy, what a, a geek, right? Oh my goodness, this guy is, this guy makes John Cochran, who has to this point kind of been like the king nerd of Survivor, this guy makes Cochran look like the Fonz, you know, Christian with his sliding puzzle algorithms <laughs> and his little uh, budding showmance with Gabby. Holy moly, was that awesome to see a little cute nerd nerdship uh christian looks like the man and uh it looks like the standout character after episode one and uh we'll see more of him next week too the teaser for next week shows that he's kind of in going to be running things a little bit and sometimes that's not good especially three days into the game so we'll have to see how that plays out we didn't even talk about dan and his idol and uh the possible showman that he had budding there with kara uh, but we'll get into all that next week. I want to thank every one of you for listening to this podcast, for following my stuff, and I urge you to continue doing so all season long. Pretty much every Wednesday night or 
early Thursday morning. My written recap will be on realitytea.com, followed by the interview posted later on Thursday. Again, you can follow all of my stuff at Tom Santilli. Thank you guys so much. It is good to be back. It was good to be watching Survivor once again. Season 37 is underway, and we will be here all season for you guys. Uh, Looking forward to talking more, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.